This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. Two men were talking one day, one from South America and one from North America. And they were discussing the difference in those two continents. And they were discussing the development and progress that had been made in the northern, in North America versus the, the progress that had been made in South America. And they wondered why there seemed to be some difference. And one of them said, in his judgment, the reason that North America had exceeded in development, to some extent at least, the South America, was because those who first came to North America came looking for God, whereas those who came first to South America came looking for gold. Today we want to talk about our God and the God in whom we have our trust. Trust in God is our theme today. I want to thank you for tuning in today. I'm Billy Lambert, the speaker on Getting to Know Your Bible. And today on Getting to Know Your Bible, we offer a free Bible correspondence course. In order that you might know more about the course, in order that you might know how you can receive the course, we want to pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama, 36580. Or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. In Proverbs chapter 3, beginning at verse 5, we find these words written by Solomon. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord, and depart from evil. Those who live in the United States carry coins in their pockets and paper money in their pockets in their purses, and they have this inscription on the money they carry. In God we trust. In God we trust. I remember a number of years ago picking up a man who was hitchhiking. He was a soldier. He was in the army. And I was a student in school, and so I was going back to school, and I, I really was a little lonesome, so I stopped and picked him up to have a little company with me as we traveled along the road. He began to tell me about his sergeant, and he said he had such faith and confidence and trust in his sergeant that should his sergeant tell him 
to charge into the face of the enemy. He said, you know what I would do? I said, well, of course not. He said, I would do it. And do you know why I would do it? He said, because I trust my sergeant. I trust him so much that I know that he would be not behind me, not beside me, but he would be before me, leading me into the path of the enemy. Oh, that's a lot of trust, isn't it? We need to have trust in God. Listen to the text again from Proverbs chapter 3. Trust in the Lord. Let me ask you a question. Why do you suppose you can trust God? Why do you suppose? Well, one of the reasons you can trust God is because of His veracity, because He is trustworthy, because He is honest, He has integrity. He, he's going to deliver whatever He promises to do. Listen to Titus chapter 1 and verse 2. In hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised before the world began. You see, God is good on the promises that He makes. He fulfills His Word. You can trust Him because He is a God who is honest and keeps His Word. And you can trust God because of the, uh, uh, of the greatness of God and the, all, all of the might of God. We get the whole, he's got the whole world in His hand. I remember when I was in junior high school living in Middle Tennessee that, that one day they had a woman who worked in the cafeteria to come into the gym. And that's back in the day where you could have Bible readings and prayers in school. And, and she stood right in the center of that gym and all of the students were in the stands to either side of her. And she folded her hands and she began to sing He's got the whole world in His hand. And you can trust God because of His greatness. And God has the whole world in His hand. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Psalms chapter 24 and verse 1. You can trust God for other reasons. And another reason that you can trust God is because of His nature. God is eternal in His nature. Think about how, wh what that really means. You, you just may as well search for the cradle of God and the tomb of God as to try to find the beginning and the end of eternity. But Isaiah 57, 15 says that God inhabits eternity, and indeed He does. Psalms chapter 90 says that God is from everlasting to everlasting. But what is there about God that we ought to trust? And what is the fruit of trusting in God? Well, one of the things that comes because we trust in God is peace of mind. Now, I rather suspect there are some that are watching right now who are not experiencing and enjoying peace of mind. But why is that? And is it possible for you to have that peace of mind? Maybe there's some mother who's wringing her hands because she's so concerned about her children. 
Maybe there's some dad who, who is so concerned right now and, and anxious and, 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 and frustrated and worried because of their financial situation. Can you put your trust in God? You can trust a God that, that is able to give you peace of mind. In Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3, there the Bible says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because, listen to it now, he trusteth in thee. You know, if you can get perfect peace, it's hard to improve on that, isn't it? But you can have that perfect peace. Paul referred to it in Philippians 4 and 7 as a peace that passes all understanding. Perfect peace. And when we trust God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, then the fruit of that is perfect peace. Another re result of perfect peace, or rather of trusting in God, is that we can have confidence in God when we pray to God. Now you say, well, I just don't really have that much faith in God uh, that He answers prayers today. When you trust in God, you can have that confidence. For example, in 1 John 5, 14, this is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything, ask what? Anything according to His will, He hears us. Now that takes a lot of confidence, doesn't it? That takes a lot of trust. We can have the trust in God that when we pray to God, that He listens and God goes into action. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 7 and verse 7, Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. And so Jesus said, if you'll just ask, God is going into action, and God is going to hear your prayer. 1 Peter 3 and 12 says, The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and His ears are open unto their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. I want to call your attention now to the fourth chapter of the Philippians. You talk about trusting God and trusting God in prayer. In Philippians 4 and verse 6, Paul said, Be careful for nothing, but in everything with supplication let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God that passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So we need to put our trust in God. And then when we trust God, we will surrender to the will of God. Have you ever surrendered to the will of God? Someone says, I just don't know what that really means. I don't know what it really means to surrender to God. Well, Homer is allegedly wrote a prayer to God or a letter to God. And he said in that letter, Dear God, I resign... Signed, Homer. You see, you surrender to God when you trust God so much that you're willing to surrender to His will. You remember Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane? And Jesus was praying so fervently that the perspiration was as drops of blood upon His brow. And as Jesus prayed, He said, 
if it be possible, let this cup pass. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. I've often thought, and I still believe, that Jesus Christ in his life and his example in the Garden of Gethsemane gave us the best example of what it means to trust God and to surrender our will to God. Jesus said, I, I want to surrender my will, Father, to, to your will. It's no wonder we read in Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 9 that though he were a son, yet learned the obedience by the things which he suffered. He became the author of eternal salvation unto all of them that obey him. Jesus Christ surrendered to the will of God, and so should we. When we trust God, indeed we will. We need to surrender our will to the will of God. But let me ask you a question. What do you trust? What do you really, really trust? And in your mind, what does that mean? Just imagine that you're at Niagara Falls. And that's a sight to see, isn't it, if you've been there. And imagine a man stretching a rope or some kind of a tight rope across the, the Niagara Falls. And he walks across there successfully. And then he, he, he's attracted a crowd, you see, because that's something to see. And the people cheer when he gets to the other side successfully. And then once he gets to the other side, he, he gets a wheelbarrow. And he rolls a wheelbarrow successfully across that tightrope across Niagara Falls. And once he gets to the other side, they cheer again. He successfully not only walked across the falls, but he rolled a wheelbarrow across the falls. And then the man makes this announcement. How many of you believe that I can do it again? And so many of them began to, they all, actually, all of them raised their hands. We believe you can do it again. And then he asked this question, which one of you is willing to get into the wheelbarrow and let me roll you across the falls? And no one raises their hand. They say they believe he can do it, but you know what? They don't trust him. How much trust do we have in God? How much trust should we have in God? We should have so much trust in God that we're willing to get up on the back of His precious promises and go with God across the tight rope of life, trusting Him, serving Him, surrendering to Him, and I wish that I could tell you right now here on Getting to Know Your Bible, as we're talking about in God we trust. Folks, I, I, I wish I could tell you and say it with a heart filled with honesty that all people in the world trust God. But you know and I know that's not necessarily the case. So, so if people don't really trust God, what are they trusting? Some people are trusting in themselves. 
They, they have confidence not in God, but they have confidence in themselves. Listen to Proverbs chapter 28 and verse 26. He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. He is a man who's morally and spiritually senseless if he doesn't trust God, but he trusts his own heart. That's been the downfall of a lot of people. They don't really trust God. So some people are putting their confidence and their trust in their riches. Listen to Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 28. He that trusteth in his riches shall fall. That was the downfall of the man of whom we read in Matthew chapter 19. We call him the rich young ruler. That, that was the downfall of the farmer, the rich farmer in Luke chapter 12. That was the downfall of the rich man in Luke chapter 16. You see, they put their faith, their confidence, and their trust in their riches. And if you, today, if you're putting your faith, your trust in all that you own, your, your bank account, your, your savings account, what you have accumulated in this life, if that's all you're thinking about, and if you're putting your trust in all of that, the Bible says you're a very foolish person indeed. Some people right now are trusting and putting all their trust in military might and power. You say, well, do you not believe in military power? I believe in the military of this country. I do. I believe in that. And I'm not opposed to that but I've got my confidence and my trust in something superior to that. I want you to listen to a passage in Psalms chapter 44 and verse 6. For I will not trust in my bow, neither shall my sword save me. Now there isn't anything wrong with a person defending themselves, and in the United States there's a big debate over the Second Amendment. And... I'm not here to debate the Second Amendment. I'm here to tell you that we ought not to put our confidence and all of our trust and all of our hope in military power. Where should we put our trust? Listen to it again. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. All in all thy ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. We need to put our trust, our confidence, our faith in God. In God we trust. In God we trust. Let me read you some passages about trusting in God. L listen to these carefully. First of all, from Psalms chapter 4 and verse 5, it just says, put your trust in God. Then in Psalms chapter 2 and verse 12, Blessed are they that put their trust in Him. And then Psalms chapter 11 and verse 1, In the Lord put I my trust. What are you trusting today? Are you trusting in Him who is high and holy? Are you putting your trust in the Creator of the universe? Are you trusting yourself? Then again, listen to Psalms chapter 7 and verse 1. O Lord God, my God, in Thee do I put my trust. I do not believe we will ever be what men call successful in this life until we get to the point in our lives that we can say, O Lord, my God, 
In thee do I put my trust. And then listen to Psalms chapter 37 in verse 5. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. You see, if there's something that you need in your life, and, and if you fail to trust God to help you, whatever you're in the midst of, then you're not going to be as successful as you could be is if you put your trust in God. Notice it again. He shall bring it to pass. Well, when? Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him. If you're committed to God, you trust in God. Whatever you ask God for, for help, God is going to listen and God is going to answer your prayer. Then Proverbs 28, 25. He that putteth his trust in the Lord shall be made fat. Now that's out of the King James Version and I'm not a fond of that uh, translation there. And, uh, but it really means to be prospered. Who is the man or woman, the person that will prosper in life? The one that puts his trust in the Lord. That's the person that's going to prosper. And then Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 20. Whoso trusteth in the Lord, happy is he. Do you wonder why there are so many unhappy people in our world? People that even lose the zest for living and, and maybe even take their lives. It is because the reason they're so unhappy is because they're putting their trust in things that will never deliver happiness in their lives. If you want to really be happy, folks, you've got to put your trust somewhere else. Now, as we think about what the Bible says, we're, we're getting to know our Bible about what it means to trust in the Lord. Listen to this passage again. Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 7 it says, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, whose hope the Lord is. Hope is a big word, isn't it? A lot of people feel no hope today. They have no hope. The people that, that are struggling to get by day by day, people that may be living a life of addiction, and, and they, they just feel like there's no hope for them. People that are having marital problems, they feel like there's no hope for them. We survey the world scene, and we look at all this going on in our world, and we wonder, is there any hope? Well, there is. Listen to it. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, whose hope the Lord is. The Lord is our hope, and we need to trust Him. And then listen to Isaiah chapter 26, verses 3 and 4. Thou will keep his mind in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Now that's what the Bible teaches. Those are just few of the passages that talk about the need for trusting in God. Let me ask you, have you ever really put your trust in God? You say, well, Brother Lambert, I've really thought about it, but I don't see the advantage of it. Well, the advantage is there are advantages so far as your past is concerned for putting your trust in God. When you get to the point that you're willing to trust God, and that you're willing to do what God tells you to do, to have your sins forgiven, all the sins of your past, well, then you, you can have happiness and peace of mind. 
Someone, I had a man tell me one day I was preaching in a revival and, and he, he came up to the front and, and he said, I want to be baptized, but I don't believe there's any hope for a man like me. And my answer is there's hope for every individual who will put their trust and their faith and their confidence in God. And God is willing, if we trust Him, to forgive all our sins and wipe those sins away in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. You say, well, what have, must I do in order for that to happen? You have to believe in Jesus with all your heart, according to John 8, 24. And you must be willing to repent of your sins, according to Luke 13, verse 3. And you also must be willing to confess you believe Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, according to Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. And you must be baptized into Christ, that your sins be washed away according to Acts 22, 16 and according to Romans 6, verses 3 and 4. That's what the Bible teaches. So you believe in Jesus. You say, well, I do. Are you willing to repent of your sins? Yes, I am. Are you willing to confess you believe in Jesus? Yes, I am. Are you willing to be baptized into Christ? Yes, I am. Well, let me tell you what's going to happen to your sins. Listen to Psalms 103 in verse number 12. As far as the east is from the west. So far hath he removed our iniquities from us. In other words, when God forgives your sins, God doesn't remember them anymore, according to Hebrews chapter 8 and verse number 12. And he cast your sins, as it were, into the depths of the sea in, in the book of Micah chapter 7 and verse 19. God is willing to forgive you if you'll trust him enough to surrender your life and to obey him. I want to thank you for watching, getting to know your Bible today. And in the closing moments, I want to invite you to visit the Church of Christ in your community. And right now, may I encourage you to pick up the telephone, call for the free Bible correspondence course, or if you prefer, you may take it online. And we have thousands of people, literally thousands of people who have taken this Bible correspondence course. I would not really know the number they've done it since we began preaching on, on getting to know your Bible over the years. But we, we want you to be a part of that so you can get to know your Bible better. That's the purpose of this telecast. I want to thank you for watching today. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you is my fervent prayer. We want to help you as much as possible in your search for a personal relationship with God. You can now easily access our free Bible correspondence course online at gettingtoknowyourbible.com. If there's any way we can help you grow closer to God, please email us at gettingtoknowyourbible at yahoo.com or call us anytime at 1-877-711-5214. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama 36580, or call 1-877-711-5214.
Join us next time for getting to know your Bible.